It's a new year, and this is a brand new episode of Pop Cannon. This is episode 70. We are your hosts. My name is Jordan. I'm Robert. And I'm Joe. Guys, today, the three of us, we're going to discuss the Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. We're going to talk about all six episodes. Uh, we're going to spoil the shit out of this. So mm-hmm. if you have not seen that show and somehow have managed to avoid spoilers on the internet. Good for you. Uh, but we're going to dive into what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, let's lead off with Joe. What did? Uh, what were your initial thoughts on the series Hawkeye? Hawkeye, I feel very complicated about. At the end of those six episodes, I really didn't know how to feel. It felt like they were trying to do too many things and not really succeeding at many of them it's a very clear attempt at adapting matt fractions hawkeye comic the award-winning hawkeye comic that of course you would try to but the mcu clint barton is definitely not the 616 clint barton and that kind of absence was felt and then this kate bishop was also not completely in line i think with at least my reading of uh, comics Kate Bishop and I don't want to be like super purist about like everything has to be exactly like the comics world because that can get boring really quickly um, but when you're trying to match something as good as Matt Fraction's Hawkeye it's really just going to come through if you fail and I do think in that respect they did um, there were things that I liked like I like when Clint is being a dad that's really cool and like he uses his dad magic on (laughs) kate and i think that's a place that clint has worked in the past in the mcu like whenever he is paired with wanda or like his Mm -hmm. relationship with pietro and age of ultron um i think they found like a nice role for that character there but when he's trying to be funny um when he's like inept or even when he's like trying to be traumatized by the things he did as Ronan. Like it doesn't come across that he one that he feels bad at all about the (laughs) stuff he did for those five years. I don't think he does. (laughs) I don't think he does either. And I don't think his wife does either. He doesn't really have like a ton of internal conflict, even like the whole thing with Natasha, which we'll get into. I didn't really feel it. They didn't do a good job of showing me and they didn't even do a good job of telling me when they decided <laughs> that they couldn't show it. <laughs> they just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> the writing was very spotty. The performances were equally spotty. Um, I think the saving grace came from some of the side characters, like Florence Pugh really should have been in this series more. She was a godsend that only showed up five episodes in of a six-episode <laughs> series. Yeah, that sorry, that was a ton of bad... There were definitely fun points that I enjoyed that we'll get into, but I think overall I was just left wanting from Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yezzy, what did you think? So when the series was over, I felt really wishy-washy about the whole thing. There was a lot of wasted time in those first three episodes, just kind of meandering through what this part of the universe looks like and feels like and stuff. And then, it ramps up in four and takes off in five. And I don't feel like they stuck the landing in the finale. Yeah, there was a real high level of anticipation that built. <laughs> and then Spider-Man came out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have like a couple of days later and then you get the Hawkeye finale and people are fucking like jacked up on Spider-Man. And then I feel like it was just kind of like, oh, well, all right. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the performances were spotty. I felt like some of the actors weren't even consistent throughout, especially Clint in episode six, man. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but I felt like there was such a disconnect from how he was presenting throughout to like the beginning of episode six, where he's just like reading lines, it felt like about their friendship or whatever the fuck you're my partner like it uh 
I know he has to say that. That stuff to me felt like he's in dad mode. I think he was saying what he thought she needed to hear. Yeah. And he's used to talking with his kids. So there's a level there that he just easily slips into. Yeah. I just, for me, especially that last episode, I felt like he was really robotic. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt like Vera Farminga's performance was like, I don't know if she was just like, everybody else was so underwhelming that she felt like she was overacting because I know of her to be a very good actor. (laughs) So when she gets in this, I was like, Oh shit. And then her performance felt like she was chaos (laughs) in a room of everybody that was just kind of like, whatever, you know? So I would say this was like middle bottom MCU output. I think it's in the bottom third of the MCU for me, for sure. Jordan, what do you think initially about Hawkeye? Uh, Watching through all six episodes of Hawkeye at times felt like a chore. You guys had mentioned that it slogged along, and it really did there for a little while, and then Florence Pugh showed up Mm -hmm. and was a complete breath of fresh air in this show that it really needed. It needed a good kick in the pants, and I think... Her appearance and performance really was like the saving grace for this show, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, So initial thoughts, like I, after watching (laughs) that sixth and final episode, I hated it. Yeah. I I texted you guys. I was like, well, that was garbage. Like I didn't, (laughs) I didn't like it. Having more time spent away from it and looking at it more as a bigger six episode mini movie um it's still not very satisfying we we mentioned how marvel's struggling currently with whether or not they can actually pull off a satisfying television show um before we recorded joe Mm -hmm. was talking about how they constantly like try to be the next hbo or something like that and so far, all of their MCU TV stuff has not really given us a satisfying television feel, in yeah. my opinion. Like you guys said, the performances were spotty. I, I wasn't a, really a big fan of all of the characters in general. <laughs> um, there wasn't many likable people, aside from some of the secondary characters i'm just kind of meh definitely mm-hmm. lower third of the mcu for me um but with all that being said i f- i do feel like there was enough good in this show that you could still say like well it w- it still had its moments yeah i mean there are definitely moments throughout that i thought it was fun and there were definitely moments where it seemed like big shit was going to happen and like it wound up not going off of what you were saying before like some of the characters were just not I don't, I don't know of many characters in this that were likable and the ones that were were supposed to be villains <laughs> like I Florence Pugh's character is insanely likable because of how she's presenting her and it felt uh, the scene where she has that where she's eating the, what was it, mac and cheese or whatever? Yeah. Completely, like, separate from the show. They're in this one little room, and it's just two people talking, but, like, the magnetism of that sequence made the show feel so great, and that's where it should have been. Like, she should have been involved, for sure, from the beginning. Yeah. Because those first three episodes where we're thinking it's the swordsman, and all of that, like, what the fuck are we spinning tires for over there? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially, like, ever since the post-credits of Black Widow, we're just waiting for Yelena to show right. up. And right. she should have been there way earlier in this series. But, like, to have her show up at the end of episode four, they wanted it to be, like, a what-the-fuck moment. And it really just came as, like, a finally moment. Yes. Because it's like, yes. oh, she's finally here. But then she doesn't get to talk. She goes away and she's like, I'll be back next episode. <laughs> yeah. And where I'll tell you everything going on with me. And then we'll have to wrap it up very quickly. 
And that's exactly how it felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it felt. First off, like that opening of episode five with her going through the blip, that was the most amazing visualization yeah. of that I think we've seen so far. And we've seen a yeah. couple of different iterations of it. But yeah. that we've was never truly gotten it from someone's point of view the yeah. entire time. And like right. the unbroken shot of her like disappearing and like to her perspective immediately coming back. That was amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. like, if we had gotten that in the beginning and, like, her dealing with the entire, which we know before she even shows up, it's just a misunderstanding. We know when she got the assignment to, like, go right. and kill Clint that, like, this is a misunderstanding and they're going to have to Talk resolve it. it. Yeah. 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 They, and that should have been dealt with as, like, other Marvel shows have done at least somewhat well is like okay we're gonna tie up our secondary storyline so that the last episode can just be about our main conflict right yeah. but like <laughs> i don't even i'm not even sure what the main conflict of this show was no because the last episode winds up in three very separated spots yeah yeah tying three separate storylines up to a certain extent and like one of them throughout the whole series, not only did I not care at <laughs> all, but we kept having to take time away from people I do give a shit about. <laughs> and that became super frustrating. Um, I'm assuming like because I don't know anything about the character. So me getting uh, Maya in the show means nothing to me not knowing who that character is. Right. Right. So then you start her off as a as a as a bad guy. Right. Yeah. So like I'm not sympathetic towards her in any way. And then (laughs) by episode six, she's had such a hard turnaround that she's going to start being a hero. And I was like, why did we do all of that in this show when she's getting her own program? Like that would have been nice to have have her end as a villain here and then make the turn in her show. So then there's character development (laughs) for her own program. Now she's just a hero there. So it's going to be six episodes and she's going to solve it at the end and everybody's going to be happy. Uh, I don't understand why we had to get all of that in here as well. Yeah. I think either that or give her more in this and take away some of this extra fat. Absolutely. To like justify that. Cause like, I don't, I'm definitely intrigued by Maya and her like alter ego is Echo in the comics, Mm -hmm. which that's like the working title of the show. So like, I don't know how she'll get that moniker going forward, but like, I'm definitely intrigued by her, but you're right. We didn't get enough to actually like feel anything for her besides there wasn't enough there to hook anyone from the beginning in the first place. And they're expecting you to just kind of, latch on to the fact that like she's disabled and that's like a mirror to Clint's like now like retconned disability in the MCU. Yeah. Which is kind of insulting to just <laughs> assume that that's enough. <laughs> I didn't hate the retcon of Clint being deaf because no. that is important to that comic. And like, it's an interesting thing and the way that they justified it made sense. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Yeah. It was a very like, kind of rushed decision to be like now this character's deaf just like in the comic (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know that they gave it um we see why and like obviously we know why because we've seen everything that he's been in most of the things that he's been involved with yeah but i feel like there definitely could have been like a full-blown like and this is when that happened because it's his for me it's still called hawkeye and i know that we have to spend time with kate and that's awesome but I feel like a lot of Clint's time should have been spent on Yelena to give that end moment way more poignancy than it had. Because they really tried yeah. in episode six to give that some weight. And I just didn't feel like it was really there. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of like it happened and they were like, oh, so like this literally could have been like a text message exchange between you two. <laughs> Did you kill my sister? Nah. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Like, oh, LOL, okay. what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which you also think like Clint would have looked for her after they all got back, but yeah, like or at least like you? show like that he tried but couldn't because of the guilt he felt or whatever, right? But, or, or like he tried but like she didn't want to be found or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But, any like, any amount of effort on his behalf 
to make you feel like he actually did want to find her. Yeah. Other than him just saying, I, I wanted to find you. Yeah. He's like, oh, Yelena, I know her. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, and then he, and then he, yeah, he knows everybody. Apparently he's just like, oh yeah, the kingpin, remember? And I was like. He just he just knows him. <laughs> what <Yeah>. the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, okay. You know, whatever. That, I guess that's but certainly yeah, that's one also, way to introduce characters. Yeah, I mean, so that's also like the big thing that came out of this show. I feel like was the MCU introduction of Vincent D'Onofrio reprising Kingpin from the Marvel Netflix Daredevil series. So he's the same character, quote unquote. But man, did they take liberty with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited that he's back in the role. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I th- I loved him in the Netflix shows. Yeah. Uh, loved everything about his performance, what he brought to that character. And I feel like transposing that to this, uh, it just seemed like he wasn't the same guy. This is the guy plus five years. And, like, there's a lot of, like, what happened to him. Because, like, in Applied, he didn't get blipped because Clint got information from his people while the blip was going on. Right. But, like, the end of Daredevil Season 3, we see, like, he's been, like, completely taken down. But, like, somehow he's escaped prison again. But, like, he's not in the position of power he right. was in. He's right. not on the face of society anymore. He's yeah. very much embedded in the underground. In the underground. Yeah. So like psychologically, I don't know where this character is at, even though like he was already in like a shitty place before. Um, his performance, I felt like was still a good through line from Netflix. I thought like mm-hmm. his abilities, I guess we'll say That's, were definitely yeah. amped up from what we'd seen before. And while, you know, I got an initial, like, jump of joy from... I'm sorry, I'm looking at my bookshelf because of what I'm about to say. I liked yeah. seeing his, like, fam- Spider-Man family business outfit. But then after the first, like, couple mm-hmm. seconds, I was like, that wow. looks fucking ugly. <laughs> and, I, like, thinking about, like, that guy from the Daredevil show, I'm like, why would he wear that? Yeah, why would yeah. he ever wear that? <laughs> And, yeah. like, they put him in that weird, like, luau room, but didn't explain, like, what was going on about, like, yeah. if he had a reason to be wearing that. So, yeah, the fashion <laughs> choice was weird. And I'm just assuming he still has the tailored suits from Daredevil that can withstand mm-hmm. an explosion. <laughs> and arrows. Directly and arrows. And, yeah. <laughs> and maybe bullets. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, like, so, like, I didn't, I liked his performance, more yeah. or less. Like, I didn't think that it was a departure, necessarily. When he first comes on screen, they continued the framing thing that they did where they shot him from a real low angle to show how big he was. And then when he looked down at Kate's mom, Mm -hmm. the camera was from way up high. So she looked very, very small. And then when he's face to face with Echo, the camera is not done that way. Hmm. So she is the same size as him. Even though they tried to make him look tremendous for his introduction. Well, isn't that... I think that works, though, because Echo is, like, coming out from under him and, like, facing him as an equal. So, like, I think as, like, a thematic thing, I think that does work. It just bothered me because, like, I know that they were shooting him to get the perspective of he's a much larger person. And then when you shoot them on the same level you're saying that she's the same tremendous height that he is <laughs> visually to me is like what i'm carrying through that yeah. because if you're doing high and low angles you're suggesting how much taller he is and then to put them with the shot reverse shot and there's no noticeable height difference it yeah. was like and then minute, you go and you see maya standing next to kate and they're like kind of <laughs> the same size and you're like wait a minute so I get the spatial awareness situation. I think it's more of a thematic choice than a spatial yeah. choice. But I, I do also understand Joe's point in saying right, right. Like, thematically no, that makes sense. And that's what I had like thought is why they did that. But I just was like, well, don't do both. Yeah. 
it's I a choice. Like I feel like don't do both. Because, yeah, because yeah. it's definitely a decision in the fr- in the camera to be like, yeah. okay, no, we're definitely going to do this. And then we're like, all right, now all bets are off. Everyone's the same height. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's not even like it's a different episode. Right. It's it was like the same within episode. the same episode. Yeah. And yeah, I think he's another six. character that it would have benefited them to intro him earlier. And I think yeah. yes. part of the decision not to might have been because of No Way Home. Because yeah. spoiler alert, Matt Murdock shows up in No Way Home, and it's a ni- it's a nice one two punch of like kingpins yeah. in the MCU, also yeah. Daredevils in the MCU, like a week later. But yeah. I think everything they like, or at least like downplay him in Episode Six because he hasn't been there for the rest of the series. So like making him such that a much of a, a piece of right, it. so important in the last episode yeah. is inevitably not going to work because all you're doing is telling me about him. Like you're telling me that he and Maya are like family and like closely related when we haven't seen them interact bar when, when she says I need some time off and then she shoots him like (laughs) jumping off of like my old point of like, I wanted Elena there from the start. If he was the real reveal of episode four. And then even if like episode five is all about, kingpin and what's been going on this whole time and you don't even see clint and kate for half of it that would have been fine and honestly great to see vincent d'onofrio back and and then learn more about maya in the process too Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i know this is a review podcast not like how i would have done it podcast but But honestly that's a good way to yeah yeah, that's that's a good way to like lay out the story structure and make your characters mean something because when you try to like throw out red herrings like with jack and like even her mom there for like a while yeah like it just gets to the point where you're like okay who are these people and why do i care about them it's just weird because like they tell you in the first scene that kate doesn't even like her mom when she's like a 10 year old yeah and then like you just get the sense she never really did end up liking her, her mom, mom was also really unlikable did did kate's mom ever actually like her because i think i know i think she did and i think she, she said that she did i was told that she did but <laughs> i think she I did like twist it did. in her mind and i think she was like the man- manipulative mom and honestly like i didn't get a lot of sense from like kate's arc that like her mom was totally wrong that she can survive without the money like, it's a thing in the comics that, like, Kate really, like, resents the money that her family has. Mm. But you don't really get that here. Like, she she probably should have gone to prison for tearing down that bell tower. But yeah. she didn't. She got away with it because of money. <laughs> we mm-hmm. can talk about mm-hmm. this more later. But I would be interested in, like, a second season just focused on Kate, not mm-hmm. split up among everybody else. Yeah. I think she is an interesting character. And I don't hate this representation of her i just think it's unfortunate that a lot of what the character could have been got lost in the muddy water of everything else going on in this show did you did you like Haley steinfeld as kate her representation of the character do you think that it does the character justice because i don't know from the comic necessarily what to expect yeah I just get that they really wanted her to be likable and quirky. And yeah. I think that they succeeded to a certain extent, but it almost turned all the way around to being unlikable for me. Yeah. Kate in the comics is a little more grating. Like she's definitely, and that kind of plays off of how Clint is a very different character in the comics too. Like mm-hmm. Clint yeah. infractions. Hawkeye is a lovable idiot. Like he's inept and he's depressed and he's going through shit. And Kate is just like, you know, I picked up this mantle when you were dead. And, you know, you're a cool guy, but also like you a fucking shit storm, Clint Barton. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's quirky, but she's a little more hard edged than I think Haley Steinfeld's portrayal is. Okay. But I don't I don't hate her. I think. Yeah. She's funny when she needs to be. I think mm-hmm. she has potential to be a really great presence. Um, it kind of felt like they couldn't decide whether it was Clint's show or Kate's show. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. didn't really give either of them enough, enough of a balance. 
Um, Like it it could definitely be like a shared thing, but it didn't really share feel like they explored either of them to the full. No, because in the very, at the very end of it, he's introducing his wife to her for the first time. Like, Oh, this is Kate. This is the girl I've been telling you about or whatever. And I was just like, that seems so weird that they wouldn't have communicated in some way in all of that time that he was not with his family. It just seemed like, I mean, it was only like a week and he was in touch with his wife. And like, I think like, like it, a lot, I think it's yeah. implied yeah. by that, that like, yeah, like you came up and I like talked about you and stuff, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. I felt like at some point they probably would have interacted <laughs> on no, the I phone or something. Well, that it just seemed, it seemed weird that they were like first being introduced at that point. Because I guess maybe it was a credit to the show that they made him and her so close that you just kind of assumed she would have known his family. But I guess they <laughs> never actually, he never actually brought her around his kids because obviously yeah, he sent them so the fuck away. he's so closed off and like that yeah. character in the MCU is so like, I'm keeping my family separate from everything, yeah. including this. So yeah. But then you learn at the end his family hasn't always been separate because his wife's a fucking agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which is a whole other fucking thing. <laughs> Nightmare, I know. <laughs> well, because, okay. We'll, we'll pause and talk about Laura Barton because she's <laughs> Agent 19 who is Mockingbird. Yeah. But who also has, Mockingbird has already been portrayed in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is like Doesn't an extra matter. nail in the coffin for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's it. Yeah. But like, that, was the, that was the headline that I one of the headlines that I saw it was like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. officially dead in the MCU per the last episode of Hawkeye. Well, it double sucks because like that character, I forget who played her in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but like she was supposed to have a spinoff series mm-hmm. with um, Hunter, one of the other characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And like she was super cool and like it would have been I thought it would have been a good show, but it got canceled before it ever did anything but they had already written her out of the show so she was like off of that she didn't get her show and like the character i think might have come back later for like a brief appearance but like (laughs) it was really just a waste and then they're just like but also fuck that this was agent 19 and you're never gonna see her again (laughs) because like we're like linda cardellini's not gonna come and do a fucking standalone movie no Well, Although, I mean, I'd watch it because she's awesome. I would watch it, too. I, I would love Linda <laughs> Cardellini. But it but, is an um, interesting point you brought up that, like, he bifurcated his life so much that, like, I'm Clint Barton with them and I'm Hawkeye here. And then, like, once he lost his family, is like, now I'm just this weapon. But yeah. then, like, he they didn't really show a struggle of, like, oh, I got my family back. So what am I now? He's just like, well, back to well, what now it was before. For Nothing. Christmas. Nothing bad will ever happen again. <laughs> New theory. Uh, Laura is actually a scroll, And oh. it was the same character the whole time. Confirmed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still alive. <laughs> I'm so not excited for when the scroll thing rears its ugly head again. Never mind. I, um. I, I'm right there with you. But anyway... Um. <laughs> But so we were talking about uh, uh, Kate Kate Bishop, like overall, Jordan. Like, how did you feel yeah. about Kate Bishop overall? Uh, after watching the first episode, and I know episodes one and two released simultaneously, but I only yeah. watched episode one, one, and then I yeah. took a break for like two days. I fucking could not stand Kate for those <laughs> first two to three episodes. I think by episode three, I was finally like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm really starting to like get it. And I'm yeah. like becoming endeared towards her. She wound up like really impressing me uh, towards the end. The stuff with Yelena is really what won me over. And mm-hmm. that stuff saved the show, like I said. Um, but I don't necessarily think I'd feel the same way about her and that character had she not had those moments with Yelena. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of that is even like needing someone to play back like that, like comedy really only works when it's like bouncing back and forth with someone. And Jeremy Renner's not a very good comedic <laughs> actor. Like anytime they tried to make him funny and this was just like Ugh. flat as yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then like seeing her like trying to be funny with a not very funny person was just like, this isn't really mm-hmm. working. But then when she can have like Yelena or even like the like 
tracksuit Dracula's to be like, give him like dating advice. Yeah. Like that was a yeah, fun yeah. moment that like, if you can play with it, then it's entertaining. Yeah. But if it's just you like throwing something at a wall, <laughs> it's I not did, that fun I to did, watch. I did really enjoy that. They brought that guy back at the end for him to thank her. Yeah. Like that made me fucking laugh. Yeah. And stuff like that uh, is funny. And that's like yeah. the humor that like the MCU finds a home in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I like like Jordan said, I don't know that she was necessarily likable right out of the gate. Oh yeah. But it's also like Jeremy Renner isn't a great straight man for that kind of humor that she was trying to pump out that those first three episodes. But like when you get Florence Pugh sitting across the table from her, it felt like there was a it was like a, there was a star in the show. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like there was like because nobody else really had the opportunity to monologue the way that she did. Like they gave Yelena like a lot once they finally let her sit down and talk. Yeah. And she immediately fucking crushed it and made Haley sitting across the 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 table from her that much better for having been involved in that transaction of <laughs> of, of of speak. It was great. But I found Jeremy Renner to be so flat. <laughs> and he seems like and I get that the character didn't want to be there for the first couple of episodes but it felt like he didn't want to be there <laughs> and like he just didn't seem like he was even in the mood to like to be do there yeah the the things so like Hawkeye to me didn't come off as likable mm-hmm. for the first couple of episodes <laughs> I think Hawkeye didn't but I think Clint did like those moments in the beginning when you see him with his kids that's really endearing like i love those moments and then yeah like if you keep that in mind i think in the sixth episode when he sees like kate going through it because she just found out like her mom is Mm -hmm. the big bad or whatever he's just like i have to be a dad right now because this kid is really fucking going through it whereas like he was like just trying to get away from her before that but he's like i need to help her so and that's why he like does all the like superhero shit. It's like in Far From Home when like Jake Gyllenhaal is just like, call me Mysterio. He's like, all right, I'll play into it because I know that like that's what this kid wants Means. from me. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah no, I mean, th- aside from involving his children into the show, like his interactions with Kate felt so much like we have to have these two talk so he could pass this along. Yeah, and that's why they're talking. <laughs> so much of it felt like he was just kind of going along with it too. Like that's what I didn't understand. Like he felt like he had to save her, I guess, but he also seemed like at any point in time he could just fucking walk away and she would just be stuck on her own and he would be completely satisfied with that as well. So that's when she was like, "Oh, you're sticking around." He was like, "Yeah, I'm going to help you." I was like, "Oh, the whole okay. like episode like 3 or 4 when they're in the safe house and they just like start drinking and having like a Christmas party together was super weird out of left field. Like it didn't fit like the stakes that they had set for like what they were trying to do. They're like, I guess we'll have a party and be happy now. And it was like on its own. It was like, yeah, that's fun. But then like within the greater scheme of things is like, what are you even doing? Going back to Maya a little bit, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm her and her whole motivation and the turn with her father and her, her friend Kazi who could like translate for her. None of that needed to necessarily be in this. <laughs> no, dude, it really and it, didn't. I don't think it should have been. No. And I think they could have like parceled it off and like teased stuff for her own show. But at the end of the day, like, well, that was, I'm going to disagree there because I think the father story was very important to like why the Ronin plot mattered, like why she though? had this, she had this vendetta against Ronin and like, I felt like all of that was so fucking forced. It was unbelievable. All of that connection to the Ronin stuff. And that's why she's angry because he, she watched him. If they straight up played it off more like 
oh, well, Kingpin is literally telling her, no, this is the dude that killed your dad. This is the dude that killed yeah. your dad. Like, if they did that and actually made him more of a, a force or, like, made it more clear that someone was conveying this message to her, right? I think it would have paid off way better. I think if they had conveyed more that Clint was haunted by the Ronin and the things he did as the Ronin, I think it would have played better. Um, mm-hmm. Because it really just felt like business for him, not really yeah. like a personal thing. Like, it was always a thing in the comics whenever, like, when Ronan first showed up and then, like, another Ronan showed up later, it was always like, who is the Ronan? And, like, it was a big reveal when you find out it was Clint because Clint was supposed to be dead. It would be interesting if somebody, not that, like, the suit was, like, on sale at this auction, but if somebody was wearing the suit and being the Ronan mm-hmm. and Clint and he sees was that like, oh, and he's just like, fuck? well, that wasn't yeah. me. And he has to go and yeah. find this person. That would have been interesting to me. Yeah, Yelena should have absolutely had the fucking Ronan costume and made him chase her. Maybe, yeah. Because that would have been a that would have been a real psychological way to fuck with him. Yeah, and you know that she already knows all of that shit about him because Black Widows are supposed to know everything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that would have been a great decision. Or like even make it so that like Jack is somehow involved and Jack dressed right. as the Ronin was hired by Kingpin to kill her dad. Yeah. Or like that random dude that got murdered, remember? <laughs> remember that old white dude got murdered randomly? Oh, uh yeah. by Kate's mom and we find yeah. out it was Kate's mom and we were all just like, "Oh wow, somebody committed murder and nobody fucking <laughs> It was also funny cuz that guy in the beginning of the episode is just like, "Oh, you're Kate Bishop." I fucking hate your mom. (laughs) 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 I hope Jack fucking leaves her and we'll all die in a ditch. But I'm pretty sure that that actor is the dude from Ace Ventura 2. Is he not? Yeah. Pretty sure. I I hadn't made that connection until you said that. And I was like, yes, it is. That's funny. (laughs) The guy who has the bat shit on his shoe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As soon as I saw him, I went. That face is familiar to my brain. <laughs> I really liked Jack Duquesne, though. I thought he was a lot of fun. And I, like, it, it was a little obvious that he was a red herring from the beginning, yeah. but it was also yeah. like, I really want to like this guy. So it was <laughs> like when you like finally get the okay to be like, it's fine to like this guy. He's You're just like, a yeah, funny dude. All right, yeah. he's sweet. And he just is so excited to finally use his swords. <laughs> <laughs> you you had texted after, uh, I think, the last episode where it's like he's completely in the free and clear. And you were like, I'm so glad I got to like him. <laughs> <laughs> his performance was great. Yeah. yeah. Tony Dalton. He was, was so, so lively and into it. And it was just cool to see him interacting. Yeah. And his little but like, it just rivalry because with of his the cousin. way that they positioned his character in the in the whole show. Serious. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, it wouldn't make a ton of sense for him to, like, stay in Kate's life after this. But, it, like, there's a part of me that hopes that, like, he does. <laughs> like, he stays I mean, in touch. I don't, <laughs> I don't see any reason why he couldn't pop up in the future in other Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, maybe. You know? He could train Kate to sword fight. If there's another black market high dollar secret auction at a party. Uh, maybe just throw him in the background. He got he got like a taste for it, so he goes out at night with his swords fighting crime. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the LARPers on that note? Yeah. He had that, he had that fun moment at the end when they're like, hey, you ever heard of LARPing? <laughs> he ends up by just saying, oh, balls, I got blood on my tie. <laughs> I um, loved the LARPers. Yeah. I thought they were a much needed jolt of energy for this show. I was like a little weirded out at first because they were treated as like just a joke and i was glad that they stuck around to like be more of like side characters which like the side characters of the matt fraction hawkeye are like part of what makes it amazing just everybody that lives in that apartment which was also what made me very nervous when one of them was grills because grills does not have a great time in hawkeye but um (laughs) Yeah, I was a little nervous because I think Loki also did a thing with like Ren Fairs and LARPers where they just mm-hmm. treated them as like a one-off joke. And like it was like, all right, that's kind of a cheap shot at that community. <laughs> yeah. Um but to have them like stick around and then be like 
the, the secret waiters at the party. Yeah, be yeah. likable and then be actually a part of like the team. I thought yeah. it was really fun, like what they ended up doing with them. So. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it like seeing that slow motion action scene where everyone's charging at Clint and he's just like easily <laughs> dispatching them. That was kind of funny. I mean, I didn't, I didn't necessarily dislike the LARPers. I thought that it was, it was fun. I just, it was another thing in this show that it's like, we've spent a little bit of time with these guys. Can we like get back to the shit that we're talking about here? Mm. I, I, I liked at the end that they put their shit on and were people just believed them suddenly because they were wearing costumes. <laughs> I wonder if they thought they were like as guardians or something. Yeah. Like they literally <laughs> just put on some costumes and everybody was like, oh fuck, listen to these guys because the heroes are here. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that it also paid off into giving them new costumes Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. because each disney plus show if you've noticed has given our heroes new outfits yeah toys (laughs) bro i was um a little nervous because i think they showed off those outfits in like one of the thumbnails before they even revealed it in the show and in the thumbnail it looked fucking ugly (laughs) like clint has like these long purple sleeves that are just kind of gross to look at but in like the dark like lighting of the MCU, like it was fine. It was nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I really liked how it looked. Yeah, uh, for both of them, really, for Kate and for, yeah. for Clint, mm-hmm. I liked how it looked. And it looked like it was right off the page too. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty accurate. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I do think like as like a handoff of the moniker, I think this worked overall. Mm-hmm. Like at least in as much as that, I think it worked. Um, and I think th- threading her not being able to pick a name yeah, through the show, I think also is something that really helps that handoff. Right. Yeah. It was cute. He's just, he's just like, just be fucking Hawkeye, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like leave me alone about it. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I mean, Hawkeye's tried to retire how many times yeah. now, but I yeah. think yeah. this might like, this might be it for Jeremy Renner in the MCU. And you um, know what? I mean, it's fine. It's <laughs> not fine. everybody else got a six hour movie to get sent off. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of it's disappointing that it was these six hours. <laughs> I mean, it was always like a question of like Hawkeye always was like a side character and like Avenger stuff. And he got like nice moments to shine. It was like, oh, what could he do if he had like the spotlight? And the answer oh, is not much. <laughs> <laughs> And now we know. <laughs> I think it was they didn't have the confidence that he could carry six episodes. So they stuffed it full of other people to try to give it as much, you know, what's inside of a sausage to make it a sausage. Like they just tried yeah. to give him as many other things that could help prop the show up to get it out. Um, because I feel like maybe they just saw what they had and they were like, uh, I mean, he could do like good for like three episodes, but we've got to fill the rest of that time. Yeah. <laughs> the MCU like always does try to like stuff as much like how does this fit in with the rest of the world? But we've it. seen them do that so well. And we've seen it. I don't think well necessarily we've we haven't more. seen it done well on the t- in, on the TV level. Yeah. Yet. I well, don't think because I think that for me, all of the Disney plus shows have either stumbled out of the gate, hit a nasty rut in the middle, or completely missed on the landing. Well, you think about, like, <laughs> think about Jimmy Woo and Darcy in WandaVision. Like, those mm-hmm. were, like, two characters. Like, why are they here? Un- but, yeah, like, 100%. in the end, like, completely felt justified just because... Yeah. And they also, like, threaded them into the show very well, I felt. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't, like, I think it was the same kind of thing of, like, they had, like, a checklist of people to get in, but they didn't really think about it this yeah. far yeah. yeah yeah which like i you know i don't necessarily want to say that because i know that like hundreds of people work on this show and i'm sure that they thought it out a lot i just don't <laughs> think that they succeeded well i mean you can think it out all you want but like yeah it has to get shot and it has to get edited and right and how much of the all, I think all your we've great intentions can be there but yeah if in the editing room you're like look we need to drop two minutes and it's all of the backstory of the shit that you think is good. And then the rest of it's kind of in there. It's like, you're just kind of stuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. This could have benefited from being like 
spread it out and spread yeah. out the like the nonsense side arcs. Like it was just like the story for this itself felt like a side mission, like the main thing yeah. felt yeah. like a side mission with a bunch of other little tiny side missions sprinkled mm-hmm. underneath. I mean, Hawkeye had to go get that watch. Remember, that was like half an episode to go retrieve that watch. And then at the end of it, he just kind of hands it to his wife and we see that it says 19 and we're like, oh, she worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, she's Mockingbird. Yeah. Oh, are we ever going to see them again? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, what does it even matter or mean to to give her that moniker just to piss people off that were hoping to see Mockingbird? Like, yeah. The entire watch <laughs> plot line was so stupid. I yeah. just because that's like that's one of those things that they put into this show, but like, did we need it at all? Because what no. did it affect on the out on the outside? It affected nothing except it nothing. affected nothing because <laughs> just if, pissing if, off Agents of Shield fans. Linda <laughs> Cardellini's not coming back to play Mockingbird. Yeah, that was literally time spent on absolutely nothing. Yeah, and that was literally it's, like half an episode, dude. The whole point of it felt like it was mostly for the watch. Like the whole point of the show, show and the whole reason yeah, that Clint was even there was to retrieve that watch. It wasn't even about the yeah. He stumbled Ronin upon stuff. the Ronan stuff when trying to retrieve the watch first, right? No, I think he heard about the Ronan suit and then like something came up about the watch as he was like doing that. So like the impetus was Ronan, and then the watch just came up somehow. So th- it was even more of an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the fact that, like, nobody was, like, taking inventory of the stuff they were, like, getting out of the Avengers compound. (laughs) So, could we, could we, but the problem was, like, the red suit gang, that's Mm. what they're called, right? Tracksuit Draculas. The the problem was the tracksuit Draculas, when they first showed up at that auction, were there specifically for the watch. Right. So, what were they going to get out of the watch... But, but doesn't them showing up imply that Kingpin sent them to get the watch then? Yeah. So what is his connection to Agent 19's watch? <laughs> Unclear. They found it at the Avengers compound. Dude, Nothing what? else matters aside from the watch. That was a line of dialogue <laughs> that one of them said. But like they they had also like already figured something out. Like they had already figured out that Clint was Ronan or Clint was involved. Because when they break into... Maya's apartment. apartment she's got the list of like his family's names mm, mm-hmm. which is really just there to intimidate him like uh, you wouldn't just write down a list of names <laughs> but, <laughs> so it was I, really just i think like the watch was really just to be like fuck you i know who you are okay interesting okay but yeah but it was just a waste <laughs> but maya didn't know that like he was ronin so I think they why just would it she out. have the list of names? It doesn't take a ton of thought when you've got him like tied up in that warehouse, and he's like, "Oh, I I know the Ronin because I was there when he died." It's like, "Oh, it's you." I see. Right. <laughs> oh, gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's at least like the way I read it because like it's like a stupid thing for him to say like I was there when he died. It's like. That's really convenient, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just didn't play well for me oh, yeah, overall. No. I'm just, I don't know if I'll ever need to rewatch this. The trick arrows um, were a little weird, too. Like the like jelly thing was they like. They played weird. In the context of the show with that montage that they were doing, yeah. it played really weird. And for like me. the most that we've seen in the MCU is like maybe like bomb arrows and like his grappling hook arrow. Oh, and like the cool, like taser arrow that he used on vision. So you had like more like, I don't know, sci-fi less like goofy kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I always just assumed he had those other ones available, but just didn't use them yet. So when we get them in here, I was like, I was fully expecting a bunch of like, I was expecting like a fucking boxing glove on an arrow. Like, from Acme in Looney Tunes. I was upset they made fun of the boomerang hour without actually doing it. Cause that's like yeah. such a funny thing from the comics. But, and like, I, like when did he get the Pim arrows? Like, yeah. 
Scott wouldn't have been able to make a pin arrow, and like Hank Pym would never give him a pin arrow. <laughs> so like, where did that even come from? <laughs> yeah, and the Avengers don't own that shit. Yeah, so that's he'll, that's a hundred percent separate. He'll have to ask Scott about it though. Yeah, because they're they're in touch. As if like he doesn't fucking hate Scott and all of them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp Three Quantumania we'll get. Uh, maybe um, Scott will be like firing off a text message, be like, "Sorry, he's Look, he's ordering a few more trick arrows." <laughs> like, it, it's very lucky that the Pimero shrunk the guys with the truck instead of just shrinking the truck, because that's what like my mind went when it was just like I mean, jelly it's fine. They got out. taken away by a fucking owl. <laughs> And supposedly eaten or something. Oh, uh, that was going to be the original post credits before they did Rogers the musical. It was going to be the owl in its nest with just the guys in the trust a bro truck. I would have preferred that <laughs> over what we got. But. Yeah, we didn't talk about the only post credit scene that we got in the show. Yeah, it completely encompasses my feeling on a waste of time. <laughs> I think. No, I think post credits have the right to be a waste of time sometimes it doesn't always have to be something i mean if if you were mad at this but you weren't mad at that giant ant playing the electric drums in uh what was <laughs> no, that no, no, ant-man no. 2 <laughs> yeah oh god but like we literally just got the performance and i'm like yeah, yeah. But, but but why yeah because yeah. they spent There's all that money of... on it <laughs> they made it so they're like somebody's gonna fucking that they, watch this the graphic department made it like a gift that was opening and they were like, "It's uh, this is our gift to you. And then it was that entire song. Because I knew as soon as, as soon as it, I was like, we're going to get the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Because uh, Amanda was like, why would they make them film this again? I was like, no, no, no. What we saw earlier was cut from this. They performed this one full time with all of those cameras on it. And then they cut around it. Yeah. I was like, this is the full performance that they cut it from. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, while being the most obviously intentionally cringy thing that you've ever seen in your entire life. It was also fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely like well produced. It was so it well was, fucking produced. It was so just- well produced. However, it for me, because it was like supposed to be intentionally cringy flipped to just like becoming full cringe awful yeah 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 no so like i couldn't even watch it my favorite was the dude that was like dressed as the hulk he's just like painted green and was he like wearing a box or something like (laughs) i don't know he had a hoodie he had a big green hoodie on (laughs) dude i was fucking dying yeah Uh, i mean obviously i thought it was bad but they've i kind of like that they gave us part of rogers the musical only because it's been in the background of several things now so now you at least get to see the program that all of the mcu uh new yorkers are like dying to go see like it's book of mormon or something but it bothers me so much because like there were so many like in jokes that they wrote into that song that you'd only know from watching the movies yeah yeah, so it immediately pulls me out of the immersion Mm-hmm. that they're trying to like do <laughs> come on guys i like the doing? line that like that guy wasn't even there and he chose Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> i'm very interested in like what the plot is too because it's like if it's rogers the musical is it just about steve like does this cover his whole life i think and so then, like yeah. the yeah. avengers scene is just one scene in the whole thing. yeah yeah i would imagine so he yeah. definitely did have like the only like good-looking costume of them all yeah i think i think for sure rogers the musical follows the life of steve rogers but in a way that only america can look back on a guy that they created into a hero who then winds up giving his life for so like it is the most saccharine like beautiful sweet yeah everything worked out he never made a moral mistake or had a question he just fucking was always captain america that hannibal (laughs) barrest line of pretty sure this guy's a war criminal but whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah no for sure for sure like you know, Steve was a kid and he got bullied and like, like they just went through all of it, but in like the most fucking Broadway way possible, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. I'm interested and to see if this kind of stuff comes up in 
cap for because like <laughs> the legacy of steve rogers was a big thing of like falcon and winter soldier but like now they're just completely like shitting on his memory it's like we're gonna make a musical <laughs> we're gonna put yeah. a shield on the statue of liberty we're doing all this shit <sighs> isn't that great iron though? man's like, the one who snapped his fingers but what steve are they doing was- for him but Steve stood in front of Thanos's army with a broken shield and was just going to fight them on his own. Tony <laughs> had enough brains to like protect his life rights in his will. Yeah. Steve yeah. would not have no, known any sure. of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nobody guided him in that. And because he's Captain America, the government feels like they own him. They own the mantle. Oh my that's God, what we saw in they Falcon definitely do Soldier. own. So that's why they're just fucking printing money with all of the Steve Rogers shit. Can't collect student loans. So we kind of just. Make that's fascinating numbers. to like, think about like the whole in universe workings of their marketing department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on that note, I feel like we've said all that there is to be said about Hawkeye. Unless you guys know, have Jordan. any final thoughts. I'm just I can do this all day. <laughs> It was my last brain so <laughs> no i think uh, that was pretty much it robert any final thoughts on um hawk guy i mean for me like with every other mc mcu property if you're doing a watch through of the mcu you have to watch everything at least one time so i think that you have to get through this to get the introductions of some of the stuff going forward um but overall, it's really like a middle to bottom offering mm-hmm. from from Marvel. I don't I really don't understand when some people say that it's like fantastic and wonderful. Like I don't because um, really all over the place could have been a lot of fun had they allowed some focus to happen on some things at some time. But instead, we had a lot going on and we had to really wrap some shit up. Um which is also a testament to like the six episodes versus getting eight or even seven. Yeah. Um, but uh, they went that way and this is what it is. You know, I feel like it's like a solid C, C minus. <laughs> and, you know, hopefully we'll get to see any or most of these characters in future shit where they're doing fun stuff and we could all enjoy them. <laughs> uh, personally, I think my final thoughts on this show are uh, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad Hawkeye had his six episodes. Um, I'm glad we got Kate Bishop. I'm glad we got more Yelena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the the Red Suit Gang were really fun. They brought a lot of levity to an otherwise not-so-fun show, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, their comments about wearing tracksuits like Tony Soprano and uh, the Royal Tenenbaums made me legitimately laugh out loud. <laughs> the fucking Royal um, Tenenbaums joke. <laughs> so, like, there's good in this show. Yeah. It's sprinkled throughout. It's there. Worth a watch. Really, really mad about the fact that Kingpin's like a mortal or something now, but <laughs> at least he's here. I guess we should just be happy about the friends we've met along the is way. Is he, though? <laughs> is he? Because he did get shot in an alleyway. He got he's shot gonna up. be blind. <laughs> They're gonna say he's blind. They're, it's it's all happening. They just wanted to be like, oh, he's here! Look at him! He's here! And then, okay, now we're gonna make him how we want to make him. Yeah. He got shot oh, off screen, which is an almost guarantee that he's alive, but... Yeah, because it happened off screen. Could yeah. you imagine if they straight up that was it? He like never <laughs> appeared again. Yo, I'd be so mad. I feel like I wouldn't be mad just because like I do think like the Netflix series did like a lot with that character, and I feel yeah. like kind of explored like the most like dramatic ground you can. Um, but you know, I would like to be proven wrong. Yeah. So like overall, everyone saying that. Like, well, it's just setting things up. It's just setting things up. It's like, yeah, but this is what we got, and I didn't like what we got. So I'm not going to take what I hope we're going to get eventually. Like, just give me it now. (laughs) I don't mind setting things up, but I I don't want things to just set things up. I want a show to be good on its own and then also, like, a little extra thing. Like, I like 
Yes. I like getting the intro of Monica Rambo and like having her get her um, powers, but that wasn't the only thing that WandaVision accomplished. That was just no, a yeah, very cool WandaVision extra handled thing. that so deftly, and yeah. this stumbled through introducing Maya. Yeah. By yeah. comparison, th- there is none. Like yeah. WandaVision absolutely crushed it in introducing that character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely crushed it where this was just like Oh, <laughs> but that's throughout. That's across the board with this yeah, show, like yeah, with introducing yeah. characters regardless. So those are my final thoughts on it. I'll shut up about it. Joe, Joe what are your final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I, I think in different ways, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, I don't know that this show really stuck the landing on most of the things it tried to do serving as purely a handoff of the moniker of Hawkeye to Kate. I think it accomplished that. And I'm interested to see Young Avengers, which like every single show, get another Young Avenger. Um, so it's obviously happening. I don't know when and I don't know how, but it will. Um, so I'm interested to see against <laughs> Kang. I don't know. Um, sorry, that's a thing from the comic. But yeah, I'm definitely interested to see what happens there. I think, like I said earlier, I would enjoy a season two if it was just focused on Kate. I think like drawing off of her solo comic that was like a pseudo sequel to Fractions Mm -hmm. where she's like a private eye in California and it's just her and Pizza Dog like trying to make it on their own, which is like a good, I think it would be a good callback to the last like fuck you from her mom that's like, yeah, this is really hard and like honestly probably harder (laughs) than she's expecting it to be. So yeah, I do want to see her on her own working through that i'm still excited to see more of yelena i wish we got more of her here and i'm very excited to see where she'll turn up next yeah as a goodbye to jeremy renner if that's what this is it's a little bit lackluster um mm-hmm. yeah but i also think like he had good moments in all of his avengers appearances so yeah it's just kind of bittersweet in memory of those things yeah. In in watching that Legends show that Disney Plus puts out, oh, I didn't watch it for this. They, they do like, and now it's been like ten to like twenty minutes, depending on who they're talking about, of like where the character has been through the MCU that ends them at the thing that you're about to start watching. Uh, Hawkeye's was phenomenal. Yeah, it was phenomenal, dude. Like, yeah. fantastic. And I, I've liked every single one of them, but that one specifically was like. Because you realize how much uh, stuff he's been involved with, <laughs> yeah, throughout, and it's like you really get like some perspective on like, fuck, man, this character's really been around since the beginning and doesn't really get that credit. And he's always yeah. just got like a side arc in the story, like the overarching story, but it, it's always a, been a really <laughs> satisfying story to me. Yeah, um, except when he's like, you know, appropriating japanese imagery and killing asian people but um and nobody still knows why he just did that (laughs) he just did it he just went fucking crazy and then (laughs) came back you know (laughs) he was a psychopathic murderer for like five years and then just and then he got better (laughs) when his his one all it took was his one friend to be like hey (laughs) and his wife understood (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh you were a fucking murderer same <laughs> babe come on babe she's a scroll it doesn't matter <laughs> uh, they're all scrolls all of the other shows except for maybe wandavision and like very maybe loki of just like <laughs> it didn't feel like a tv show it felt like a way long over movie. long movie um they just haven't really gotten the pacing of a tv show right to like have something something happened to further the story in every episode mm-hmm. um, instead of just like things happening. They just tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, you're hitting all the marks of a Marvel movie, but you're doing them cut like into a, like 45 yeah. minute pieces. And you're not even giving me like all the good things of a Marvel movie in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now, at this point, we turn it over to you guys. So we want to hear from you. Let us know what you thought about Hawkeye. Uh, Did you like it? Did you dislike it? Uh, it Is it kind of a mixed bag? Because that's kind of where we are all at. So Mm -hmm. let us know via social media, 
at Pop Cannon. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We have a Facebook group. You can join it called uh, the Pop Cannon Collective. So go on, search that up. Don't forget the K and uh, ask to join. Fun to be had by all in our Facebook group. But if you're listening to this podcast, make sure that you subscribe on the very platform that you're listening to, uh, be it Apple uh, Podcasts, the Google Play one, Spotify, if you're there, and whatever the other ones are, CastBox, Radio Public, Anchor. Look us up on YouTube where you can see our glowing faces speak these reviews at you as opposed to just listening to us talk at you in your car. Don't watch us in your car, though. Do whatever you want to do. It's America. But we, we can't advise you <laughs> to watch in your car legally. <laughs> if you've followed us on YouTube and Facebook and joined the group and all that stuff, and you just can't get enough of Pop Cannon and you want to follow us individually and get all of our little mental gems whenever they come out of our <laughs> stupid faces uh you can follow us on our social medias personal social medias i am on twitter and instagram at joe for broke i'm on twitter and instagram at Yesball. and you can find me on twitter and instagram at jl24 fps so thank you very much for watching and or listening please do not forget to rate and review our podcast uh every every little rating and review helps so make sure you hit five stars on whatever you're listening to us on and uh we're really excited it's 2022 we have a a huge year ahead of us and we can't wait to bring you guys along for the ride with us so for pop cannon my name is jordan i'm robert i'm joe and we'll see you on the next one (laughs) 